Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I am the Bill Arnold part of that sentence. We're going to have a great hour coming up. Bev Canaris is in my studio, so I'm looking forward to that. And have a great second hour planned as well. It's going to be a great, great afternoon. Thanks for being with me. Um, This Monday, Jessie Norman died. She started singing in her Baptist church as a little girl and went on to become an international opera star. New York Times music critic Edward Rothstein described her voice as a grand mansion of sound. Here's a minute of her singing Amazing Grace. Faith Radio offers the perfect resource for you to grow deeper in your faith and be encouraged. It's the Faith Radio Newsletter. The newsletter is a monthly email you'll receive when you sign up at MyFaithRadio.com. It points you to recent compelling interviews and encouraging articles. You can also stay up to date on our latest giveaways and upcoming events. Sign up for the Faith Radio Newsletter under the Subscriptions tab at MyFaithRadio.com. You have your people, the people who help you connect faith to life. When they show a simple trust, those people are your kids. When it's unconditional forgiveness, maybe it's your spouse. And when it's someone who serves and teaches and encourages, maybe it's your pastor. We all have people. At Faith Radio, we are a collection of those people growing together every day in the ways of grace and hope and truth. Connecting faith to life. Faith Radio. Beautiful songs. Kind of sets the stage for today. I'm joined in studio by Beverly Canaris. She's a regular guest on the show and taught Bible study fellowship uh, for over 30 years. And now she uh, writes and talks and teaches and mentors and does a lot of things and comes on the show regularly. Beverly, welcome back. Thanks, Bill. Always fun to be here. Yeah. We're going to talk about what you learned from God over four decades of Bible study. Can't wait. Yeah. 
it's it's a big topic for me <laughs> yeah. for decades to try to condense it into you know something that people can grab a hold of but four decades of studying the bible has really radically changed who i am and what i think about god and his word to us the bible i'm a different person now um but i didn't go to bible study to accomplish any of that <laughs> um i'm hoping today that as listeners hear these reasons uh, and these things that I've learned over the past four decades, that they'll feel some inspiration and also some motivation to, first of all, to keep listening, to hear all of these wonderful points about what you can learn through Bible study, and also that it would inspire them to start their own Bible study. Sometimes we say we're a Christian, but we really haven't quite got around to that part of our walk with the Lord, and that is really taking seriously the study of His Word. So I hope this will be that motivation today, Bill, well, for I'm your sure listeners. It will. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just go back to, you know, why did I start to study the Bible? Well, the reasons people start to study the Bible really are varied as much as people are varied. Um, I started because my mother-in-law taught a Bible study, and she invited me to attend. So I was a very new Christian at the time. I had some Bible study sporadically as a child, coming and going out of church a little bit. So I thought I knew a fair amount. Well, the very first thing that I learned about the Bible is that I knew very little about the Bible and about really who God is. It was a humbling experience. I was so insecure. I made a vow to myself, I'm not going to answer any questions. I'm just going to be auditing <laughs> this mm-hmm. Bible study. Um, I didn't want to appear like I was biblically illiterate, but I was. The truth was, I was. I didn't know the Bible. I did not know God for myself. I had only kind of picked up things here and there, which some of them were not even true. I also thought I was a pretty good person, and I really wasn't looking to change. Yeah. So what God did through these years of Bible study was totally not anticipated by me. You know, Bev, it's interesting because so many people have an experience where maybe everything they learned about God, they learned up until like seventh or eighth grade, and then they didn't learn anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. Now they're a grown adult, and they're asked to engage in, in uh, a discussion or um, something where they need to offer insight or offer something that they've learned. And really, the truth is they stopped learning a long, long time ago. It's true. So they are illiterate. It's true. We have maybe just a little bit of a working knowledge of some of these Bible stories, but I find um, over the 30 years, as as I've been around a lot of people, um, I find that we're becoming more biblical illiterate. It used to be, like you look in the old movies, they would even refer to biblical quotes or Bible stories. Today, the average person on the street might not even know any of those. So uh, I think we have increased in that biblical illiteracy let me ask our listeners you can send a text maybe you'd want to text me why you started wanting to read the bible or maybe you are thinking maybe i need to start reading the bible so let me just ask that question why did why did you start text me at 877-933-2484 the uh, best answer will get a trip to hawaii at your expense something like that (laughs) i mean i can't i can't offer anything for real but, you know, it'd be fun to hear some reasons. It, it, it would. You know, I really look at my own life as starting at ground zero. And I think that's a great place to start. Don't be embarrassed by that. Or um, 
people love it when you come into a group to study and there's people in there who have never studied the Bible before. They get so excited. They're so eager to share with you and to help you to learn. So don't be afraid to be the new kid on the block. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't worry that you don't know it all. You don't have to know it all. Everybody starts at the beginning to start understand the Bible. Um, just as those maybe some people are, are texting in or calling in about why they started to study the Bible, let me just share some of the reasons that I've noticed over the years. First of all, a lot of people come kind of searching for more, you know, with no absolute truth. It's you you don't have a, a hinge. You don't have a, a, a leash on your life. You just are kind of free floating and it doesn't feel good. Uh, you you looking you're looking for some concrete answers about life. You've got a lot of questions, and you are searching for purpose or meaning. Another reason a lot of people come to study the Bible is academic. They're just interested. They know it's the bestseller of all time, so they're just interested. You know, part of a good working knowledge of life and the world and people would be understanding the Bible. So I I never you know, say that's a bad reason for starting. I think that's a great reason for starting. It does. Uh, it is very academic, not as far as you can't understand it unless you're smart, but but academic, I mean that it is a fascinating uh, book to study. Another reason I've seen a lot of is pain and loss in their life. I have some very close friends who went through a lot of loss, and they came to the Bible study in order to get some answers. They maybe had questions about the afterlife. They wanted to know where their loved one is after death. They perhaps are struggling with pain um, in relationships or divorce or the loss of a child. Um, all of those things can can kind of push people. The Lord kind of puts a little pressure and a squeeze here and there to, to force us to look to him. Also loneliness. In our culture, there's a lot of loneliness and um it's hard for a person to come to a Bible study, but maybe if they started with one-on-one Bible study and then, then graduated more to a group, um, they would find that um, people aren't so scary and that they're going to be loved and accepted, especially in a Bible study. And then other women, especially the young women, come to Bible study as because they have a real desire here to have some answers about God for their children. Mm. You know, that's really an important part of parenting, and children do have questions. And we want to give our children moral moorings, and the best way to do that is to know the Bible yourself so that you can give them God's morals, and that's very helpful. And then also a huge reason many people end up in Bible study is because their friends are doing Bible study. Uh, One woman, I made the remark that, uh, gee, I came to live in Minnesota and everybody does a Bible study, she said, so I thought I had to do a Bible study. (laughs) Uh, Minnesota reputation. Yes. I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I was listening to Christian radio this week, of course, uh, this station, and J.D. Greer was on, and he said, he was talking about relationships and specifically friendships. He said, show me your closest five friends and I will tell you who you are becoming. So this idea that it's a friend often brings people to to a Bible study. Your friends are doing it, and you that gives you some curiosity, and you will jump in at that point. So there's just a few reasons, but I'm sure there's hundreds and thousands of more. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start to jump into some of the big things that we've learned about God and His Word that I've really learned. 
And then I'm going to finish our time today here with more of the ways that God has transformed my life personally through the study of yeah. His Bible. I love, I love that setup, Bev. I think that's probably a good place to, uh, to break. And then when we come back, we'll start with that. How's that? Sounds great. You know, and I, I don't think I asked the question right because I got a lovely answer already uh, from a listener. Why I study the Bible, I want to know God, not just know about Him. And that's a great answer, and I love that. But I think the question I should have asked is the reason you started studying the Bible. What was the reason you began studying the Bible? What was it? That, that, that's the question. So I, I didn't ask it well the first time. We'll take a break. But if you want to let me know why you started studying the Bible, what your reason was, give me a text, 877-933-2484. Beverly Canaris is in the studio. We'll take a short break and be right back. Friday's going well. I hope your week's been going well. So here's another uh, Bev listener jumped in and said, I started studying the Bible so I won't look and feel foolish during Bible Jeopardy with my youth group. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good reason. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. And similar to mine. I mean, I, I, you know, I felt rather insecure as well and that kind of led me to want to study more. Well, let's start talking now about the big things that I've learned about God and his word, the Bible. Um, and these are not in any specific order of importance. This was just kind of what was coming to my mind as I thought about this today. Um, so the first place I'd like to start is I was so surprised to realize that God speaks to me personally as I read and study the Bible. And this just told me that God is still living and he's still speaking, and it's very personal when he does. I was shocked with, like, I was going through something and or concerned about something, and that week in the study, there would be the verses that would just speak right to me. Uh, that That was a new experience for me. I knew about the Bible, but I had never had the power of the Bible speak to me like mm-hmm. it did when I started Bible study. Second thing I learned is that the Bible is interesting. <laughs> you know, you think it's an old book and it's very hard to understand. Oh, contraire. Oh, contraire. Oh, right. Contraire, yes, it's, it's so interesting. So fascinating. Yes. And yeah. it's it's not so hard to understand. I mean, it, it helps. This is why a Bible study would be helpful more than just reading. You need to do both, but uh, a Bible study will help explain kind of what you're reading and the spiritual lessons that you should be getting out of them. But the Bible is so fascinating. In fact, I, I don't remember where I read this, but there was a group of sophisticated people at a dinner party, and the host said, I'm going to read you, um, I think, one of the, uh, you know, a really beautiful short story. And he read them the book of Ruth, and they weren't aware that he was reading from the Bible, and they thought it was the greatest short story they had ever heard. Wow. So there are so many things like that. The characters in the Bible are so rich and so fascinating and so relatable. Um, the, this Bible is not just an old, uninteresting book. Sometimes when people have started Bible study, they'll say, I, I couldn't just stop with just the two verses we're studying or the two chapters we're studying this week. I had to read till I got to the end of the story. It's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And there's a power in God's Word that makes it even more interesting, that kind of captures your heart and your attention and your mind. And that is when the Holy Spirit is at work. 
Um, second, I mean, third, the Bible is not out of date. A lot of times we think, well, you know, that was then, but now is now. And so it just doesn't really mean anything to me today. One of my favorite quotes from Corey Tenboom, who was a, a Nazi concentration camp survivor and also hid Jews during that time. She says this, the Bible is so relevant for today, the ink is still wet. Love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's so relevant. It never uh, is out of date. It's current. It's for today. And the wisdom is there that's, um, there's principles and wisdom there that's for all time, for all people. And to find a book where you can find that kind of wisdom and truth, it's so unique. Another thing I learned is that there's a cohesive theme that runs throughout the Bible. And that cohesive theme is redemption. Um, the redemption is when Adam and Eve fell, Christ, um, uh, God had his plan firmly in place even before that, that he was going to redeem his people through sending his son. And this was the entire story from Genesis to Revelation is the story of this redemption. It's completed in Revelation. It's introduced in Genesis after their fall when he said that he would send his, not his son, but the seed that would come that would rescue them from this life of sin. So it's one cohesive book. It, it all ties together and there's this central theme running through it. Sometimes when you look at it, you think, ah, oh, this isn't related to that or that and that. But as you study, you're going to see that central thread run all the way through it. Another thing I learned was that God wants a relationship with people. He wants to be with his creation, with the people he created. This is why the theme of redemption is so critical. It's his provision for us to come back to him and to be in relationship with him for eternity. So I, I never thought about that, that God wanted a relationship with me. I just thought, you know, he was the big man upstairs and I'm down here and there's really no relationship. I mean, that would be absurd, but that's not true. God, his whole intent in writing the Bible is he wanted people to know, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. Think of the impact of that if someone said that to you day after day. I want to be with you. I, I love your company. I want to hear your words. I want you to hear my words. I want to express my love for you. I want to help you and encourage you. Well, you would really be good friends with that person. And that's what God is offering us here. He's offering us a relationship with himself. Another thing I learned that was so different was that God's character is not what I assumed. You know, it's easy to think, oh, he's, he's cruel. You read the Old Testament, some of these passages people get quite upset about. He's, he's angry with me. I just, he's distant. He's not interested in me. Um, and that really is not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible loves. The God of the Bible is reaching out to each and every individual. He's not distant. He knows exactly where you are now and what you're doing. He's very much a part of every individual that he created. And he's, is he angry? He's only angry if you are rejecting him and not coming to him. He doesn't want that, that gap of sin to keep you away from him. So he's angry at that sin that's keeping you away from him. So as we confess that sin and uh, confess that we need him and we need Jesus Christ who bridges that gap, then that, that loving relationship can flow freely into us. 
But God does love, and so and He's different than what you might assume. You only know Him as you study His Word. He, this the Bible is filled with a revelation of who God is. Another thing that I learned was that God seeks us; we do not first seek Him, and that's that was new to me. I thought, well, I have to seek Him. You know, I have to, you know, go to church. I have to pray once in a while, or I have to do this or do that. But what I realize now is that all along, God was wooing me toward himself. I look back now, things in my childhood, things was growing up, even who I married, my dear husband, Paul, and his family, God used all these things to woo me to himself. Uh, And then I had to learn about election and free will. This was several years of going back and forth and studying and arguing and trying to figure all that out. So you will find issues in the Bible that will cause you to question and wonder, is it this way? Is it that way? And why this way? And that's a good thing. When you are doing a study in God's Word, you should have a lot of questions. Don't be afraid of your questions and don't be um, thinking that, well, you must not believe then because you've got questions. Everybody has questions and you have to wrestle through some of these major doctrines uh, as you study. And that's a lifetime of study. Isn't it? Oh, yes. I think it will be something I will deal with my whole life. And then I'll go to the information booth in heaven and go, all right, sort this out for me. You know what? We'll probably get there and we won't have a darn question yeah, to ask. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I really think when we see him face to face, all that's going to melt away. Yeah. It won't be as important. Um, but anyway, that that is something you will wrestle uh, with issues like that. It's it's not like it's all that clear. It, some of these issues can be seen many ways. Another thing I learned was that God always had the plan. Um, sometimes I think I had the thought that, oh, gee, people sinned, so then God had to come up with plan B, uh, and that sending his son Jesus so that our sin could be forgiven and we could be made right to have this relationship with him. But you know what? From the very beginning, God had the plan. Uh, the scripture says that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. So before he created anything, he had this plan in place. Totally new thought to me. Totally new thought. Yeah. Uh, another thing is, who is Christ? Um, and why did he have to die on the cross? These are huge things about questions. God that I didn't have a good answer for. Mm-hmm. I really didn't know. All right, Bev, we're coming up against a hard break. I want to throw a couple of responses from listeners. I am that person who stopped taking in information when I was in middle school. After several years away from church, I started listening to Faith Radio. After a few months, I found a church to attend. I realized I don't know more than a spattering about the Bible, so my reason is interest and to be and to learn more about God and and the history of my faith. Beautiful. Beautiful. Another one said, Basic instruction before leaving earth. Love that. Yeah. (laughs) Reading the Bible gets you to a closer personal relationship with God. Reading the truth brings to the narrow path to eternal life. I need this from the Bible. Mm. Smart listeners. Aren't they? Love them all. Express themselves beautifully. Beverly Canaris is in studio. We're going to talk uh, more after the break. We'll be back in 90 seconds.
Welcome back to the show. Beverly Kinnears is in studio. She taught Bible study fellowship for 30 years. Now she does teaching and mentoring and writing, and she's in my studio kind of talking about the four decades of of Bible study and what she learned um, about God and about herself. So this is fascinating, Bev. I appreciate you being so vulnerable. Well, I, you know, it's it's good to hear these things. I hope that it's an encouragement to your listeners to want to get in there and start studying the Bible, even if they're at ground zero. Ground zero, you know nothing, is a great place to start because everything that you learn will be new and you will be uh, fascinated. And actually, you kind of get hooked on it. You, you, It's not just a discipline to study the Bible or read the Bible. It becomes something... In, in deep within you that you just crave and need like you do your daily bread. Mm-hmm. Like a listener just said, I started studying the Bible because of my almost overwhelming yearning to know him. Oh, that's beautiful. That is an example of wooing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that sure is. Drawing drawing this individual yes, thanks, to Leanne, himself. For mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and sometimes you'll hear the Bible called the good news. And the good news is really another word for the gospel. The gospel is something that every person must hear. And its, its source is, of course, found in the Bible. It's the message of love, God's love for each individual. The gospel is God's love demonstrated, demonstrated in paying our debt for our sin through his beloved son, Jesus Christ. So we, when we realize that we have offended God, sinned against God, rebelled against God, have not loved him with our whole heart, have not obeyed or studied his word, we confess that to him and we ask Jesus to forgive by his his death on the cross paid that death penalty that sin deserves on our behalf, and then we can receive Christ into our life, and we have a whole new life ahead. And when we get this kind of this experience of receiving Christ, this is when we receive the Holy Spirit, and it's the Holy Spirit who really helps us know what God's Word is saying to us. It will make the the letters jump off the page. So if you have not received Christ, that is where you begin your Bible study. In acknowledging Christ, if you're not quite ready for that, start to study who Christ is in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and you will soon learn and see what the Gospel is all about. I also learned about the gospel in that it, beca- it is to be my life commission. I'm to share the good news with others, asking them then to also receive the love gift of salvation they receive in Christ. So many people, when they start Bible study, receive Christ, or they, they thought they were a Christian when mm-hmm. they come. And then after the study of God's word, they, they soon, it doesn't take long, start to realize they have not. And it can be a very emotional time when they start to study the Bible as well. I've seen women come and be very closed with their arms crossed. And then as the time goes on, the arms go down and pretty soon there's tears streaming down their their face. God's word has a way of getting right to your heart, right to your point of need. Another thing I learned was that God has attributes. I'd never heard that word before connected to God. Um, In the scriptures, we find that he's all powerful, all wise, he's sovereign, he's creator. God is love. He loves unconditionally and eternally. One book that was um, crucial to me in the very early years, and I still refer to it and keep it on my shelf often, is it's a book by A.W. Tozer called The Knowledge of the Holy. And in here, he goes over 22 different 
attributes of God and writes about them in a beautiful devotional way. And it's just really a handy book on the the different attributes. Now, there's certainly more than 22 attributes of God, but these are the ones, the main ones in the Holy Scriptures. Um, Some of them would be immutability, uh, God is all-knowing, the wisdom of God, the um, faithfulness of God, goodness of God, justice of God, mercy of God, grace of God, love of God, holiness of God, and the sovereignty of God. I love the attribute of the sovereignty of God because that tells me God's got it. He, it, it. The world may look and feel out of control. My personal life might feel like that, but to know that God is sovereign here gives me such peace when it feels like everything is out of order. Listen to what he writes in the preface. It He writes this, It is impossible to keep our moral practices sound and our inward attitudes right while our idea of God is erroneous or inadequate. If we would bring back spiritual power in our lives, we must begin to think of God more nearly as he is. So what a profound impact it is when you study the Bible to realize who God is. Another thing I learned was that God makes promises. You can find promises from God in almost every chapter of the Bible. There's just a few, like two or three exceptions to that. In Isaiah alone, Bill, 1,000 promises. Just Isaiah. Wow. Um, And then Psalm 37 has the most promises in a single chapter of Scripture. I was thinking that would be a fun one to tackle. I love Psalm 37. It's it's just so powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. And really, this is huge. This really should be at the top of the list. But I learned that the Bible is true. You know, you have to, I could tell you, listeners, I could tell you the Bible's true. Mm-hmm. When you start to study it, you're going to have to answer that question for yourself. Is the Bible true? And it, uh, it's, it is true whether you believe it or not, because it is truth. It is from God. But it is so powerful when you start to discover the truth of God's word as you study And that's why you would become a Christian, because the Bible is true. That's right. And that's the reason you come to faith. Right. Mm -hmm. The Bible is true. And I can say after 30 years of teaching, being in it every week, studying hard, reading, reading the scholars and everything like that, whenever I would find a discrepancy or something I didn't understand... I always knew it's my problem and not the Bible's. So I knew right. I just wasn't digging deep enough. I didn't know enough in order to resolve it. But I can say for myself, I know absolutely, and I'm staking my life on it, literally, that the Bible is true. Another thing I learned was that God's word never returns void. When we are reading, studying, and sharing God's word, things happen. It changes people. It can change the world, and it can change even world events when God's Word is taken seriously. And finally, what I learned is that life is meant to be about knowing, enjoying, and glorifying God. Nice sentence. I like that. (laughs) It's Him. It's all about Him. Life is all about Him. And by reading the Bible and studying the Bible, we make that more a part of our life. I like it. So this is a a nice comprehensive list of... of, um, you know, things that you learned about God. And huge things. Yeah, those are all huge. And you didn't learn that overnight. This is four decades of study. It is, but I hope it gets people excited to realize if I can learn all this as well when I study, and they'll probably be a faster learner than I was. Mm-hmm. I think people, um, especially the younger kids today, are having a harder time thinking of some long-term goal. They, you know, I, I might 
commit to doing this over the next 10 years or whatever it might be. They think in terms of if I can't make an impact in the next six months, maybe it's something's wrong. Mm-hmm. So we have to be in this for the rest of our lives saying, God, reveal yourself in your word every day of my life until I come home. You do need that long view. Yes. You need the long view that Good word, long this view. is this That's is the word I was looking for. It's about and it's about a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it can't be summed up in a chapter and you can't learn it and then you're done with it. And that's gonna be part of what um has changed in me personally. I've not only learned a lot of things, but God has really done a lot of things in my life to mold me and shape me as I've studied God's word. All right, now I'm going to throw this out to listeners. How has the study of the Bible changed you? All right, let me know. How has the study of the Bible changed you? Send me a quick text, 877-933-2484, All right, Bev, let's deal with uh, how the study of the Bible changed you. Well, first of all, I learned about my faith. If somebody would have said, are you a Christian? I would have said, well, sure, you know, um, I, I, I'm not another faith, and I used to go to a Christian church when I was young. Um, so there was a lot I had to learn about what it is to be a Christian. And um, a major thing I had to learn was that it's not by works. I really think I had the uh, misconception that if I'm just a good person, if if I just do these right things, God will have to love me and take me to heaven. And after studying the Bible, I realized it's not by works, but by faith, so that no man may boast. Um, This is a gift. Faith is a gift from God, and it's not earned. No way can we earn our salvation. We are given it as a gift from the Lord. So learning about my faith, learning that it's not by works, really deepened my commitment um, to know that I'm not in control of it, which makes me feel insecure because I know I'm not reliable. Mm -hmm. But to know that he has called me and that it is his gift to me gave me a a security and a commitment. In fact, when I started studying the Bible, I really have to say I recommitted my life to Christ. Um, I had some inclination of faith as a young person, but the study of God's word just changed everything. Uh, assurance. You had mentioned earlier to me about the assurance that you receive from studying the Bible. And that is so true. We worry, am I good enough? Am I, is God going to love me today? Like just because I did this and, you know, we worry so much about it, but God's word can give us an assurance that indeed we are loved by God, that he loves us just as much today as he will tomorrow. And that he does have a security in his eternal plan for us. Even Jesus says, you know, as the Father has loved me, is the same love I have for you. And I think, wow, that's a wow. love that's been together for all of... Eternal. It's eternal, eternal. It's eternal love. And that, are you telling me that's the love you have for me? Right. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a good parent never stops loving their child. That's true. You know, and he's the best of parents. Also, the study of the Bible really helps me to know how to live and live in a way that pleases God. Uh, this week I was reading in Jeremiah, and I happened to run across a great verse. It says, let, us, let, the, 
wise not boast of their own wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich of boast of their riches but let one who boasts boast about this that they have an understanding to know me that i am the lord who exercises kindness justice righteousness on earth for in these i delight declares the lord so god really is telling me here how i am to live i'm to live in a way of of building him up, knowing him, coming to know who he is, and all those beautiful attributes he mentioned there. The the Bible also points out my sin. This was the part I was a little surprised by, too. See, I thought it was a pretty good person. But when you start to study the Bible, you're going to get pinched here and there. You're going to realize, ooh, yeah. I think of it as crushed. (laughs) Oh, crushed. (laughs) Once you realize that you're a depraved sinner Mm -hmm. uh, destined for hell, and only the blood of Christ can redeem you. That's yeah. when my eyes got pretty bug-eyed. Yeah, and you, <laughs> when you really know, I mean really, yeah. know your need for God's forgiveness. Right, right, I remember weeping in front of a picture of Jesus when I received him. Just mm-hmm. weeping. I just, I just had flashbacks of all the wrongs I'd committed and people I had hurt. And uh, I was just flooded with that. I was a broken woman, but it, it was so good. You're, it's so good to be in that place because mm-hmm. that's where... When you humble yourself in front of God, admitting your need, oh, can you imagine? He's just reaching out to you and and, and wants to embrace you in that brokenness. We'll go to break, but here's a couple of listeners jumping in before we had to break. I was happy to grow up a preacher's daughter, but as a young adult, I felt something was missing. I knew I had a past because I clearly remembered asking Jesus to be my Savior at five years old. And I had a future in heaven, but I didn't have much present going on. Then I went to Bible study fellowship. And especially because of alone study time with the Holy Spirit, I learned to love Jesus. Now the words just jump off the page for me. Isn't that beautiful? That's a great testimony. I saw that happen again and again and again in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Another uh, listener, Bridget, said, It's been such a humbling experience. My pride and arrogance become so evident daily I have had reminders of his attributes and the assurances that I am part of his plan. He loves and forgives me so completely. Again, so well said. Beautiful. We'll mm-hmm. take a short break and be back with Beverly Canaris in just a minute. the show Beverly Canaris is in studio and we're um, we're talking now about how the study of the Bible has changed her and I threw the question out how has the study of the Bible changed you and to text me your answer 877-933-2484 and Floyd just jumped in and says I'm drawn by the spirit now I feel the more I understand the less I know and it's a bottomless pit, isn't it? It it's, is. It's it is. Because, you, again, you can read and study. I, I have taught many books many times, and I always find more. There's no bottom. There's no end of the right. depth that you can get to God's Word because you're a different person today than you were back then. And so it, it just takes you in a deeper and a new way. Uh, that's the, the miracle, really. God's Word is a miracle as we read it. But let me just pick up here how I've changed, uh, how the Bible has changed me as I've studied it over these decades. First of all, uh, to start again, is God's Word really gave me a lot of guidance and continues to guide me. 
I think of all the times I was parenting where I would just search the scriptures looking for a a word of hope, something to encourage me, to show me what I can do next to help this child the most. Also, all the years of teaching, I would just every day beg him, what can I say? What should I teach? Um, Or sometimes with relationships, how do I mend this relationship? What can I do? Uh, Which ministry opportunities should I take advantage of? So God's word really gives so much guidance if we'll take the time to read and to study. God's Word is also very educational. You learn a lot of great history in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, You learn a lot of life principles that are so wise and so helpful. I'd recommend to people who are looking for some wisdom to read a chapter of Proverbs every day. There's 31 chapters, so one a day. Read one a day, and you will find such wisdom in there for your life. Another thing I learned was that God's word has comforted my heart and it strengthens me. You know, life, I don't have to tell you or the listeners that life's hard. I've gone through seasons of depression, relational situations with my um, family of origin, and it was really God who gave me the most comfort. People were kind, but I, there was nothing like his comfort that I, I've ever felt. God is also faithful. <laughs> He had all these promises I've learned that were in the scriptures, I realize that he's faithful to follow through on those promises. Indeed, he does answer prayer. He wants me to spend time with him. Bible study gives you confidence in prayer when you read about all of those promises that he, indo- he does indeed hear and answer. Now, he answers in his own wise ways. Doesn't always line up with how we think he should answer, but he's God and he has the best plan for our life. Also, another big change was that I began to have what has become now a daily habit, the quiet time or this devotional time. I have it every morning. I like to do this first thing in the morning. And what I mean by a quiet time is it's time that I get still before the Lord. I read his word. I read through the Bible every year. So I have a little reading plan that I follow and then I journal and then I pray. And this for me, starts the day off with him. It gives me what I need in my journaling. I I put down a verse that really spoke to me, so I'm trying to capture that reading. Um, and then I'll write a prayer out about it, and then whatever's on my heart for that day, I'll write out oh, an attribute that I'm just stunned with that I read in his word and a few things like that. So this daily habit is something that I started once I started Bible study, and it's been life-changing. Also, I learned that God equips where he calls. God used many verses in the Bible to call me to be a teacher. Um, One of them was Matthew 5, and that is in verse 17. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. He used that, and he also used 1 Thessalonians 5.24. The one who calls you is faithful. He will do it. So it was interesting to me that it was through God's word that I really started to hear his call on my life to be a teacher of the Bible. The study of the Bible really equips you to serve him as you serve other people. Um, He gives gifts to his people, gifts that will help to bless and encourage others. Not only does he give the gifts, but he equips, he provides through the Bible and through his Holy Spirit. As I began to teach God's words, I saw God's word is is what changes lives, not my words. You know, I'm always searching as a teacher for the perfect word and for the magic bullet (laughs) that's really going to make a difference. 
But it's really God's word, not my words, that that's what changes lives. And as I saw God use his word to change lives, it was a powerful witness to me. And I also was concerned that if I started to teach that, you know, my, it would mess my kids up. <laughs> uh, you, you worry about that when you're in ministry. But um, I really discovered that God blesses the whole family as we follow his plan for us to serve him. My worries were set aside. My, my children do love and serve the Lord. Also, not only does he bless the family and those around you as you start to study the word, you have a positive influence there, but he also gives you a joy in serving. Um, Why? Because there's joy in being obedient to God and following his ways. The greatest joy. great joy. That's where joy lives. you get the most out of it Mm -hmm. when you're the one serving. Well, he also gave me a passion. I never knew I knew anything about or had a passion, really. And the passion now is to share the gospel, to teach his word. And it's that desire to want others to receive Christ and to receive all these benefits we've been talking about the whole time. As a result of studying the Bible, I know that I love God more now and I love people more, interestingly enough. It is, that's because it's God's love flowing through me. I never run out of love because it comes from him. I really had to learn this the hard way in my relationship with my parents. I had to change. I had to uh, love them unconditionally, and it had to be Christ's love through me in some very difficult relational issues. And that funny thing, it changed. Our relationship changed. They didn't change, but I changed because God's love was flowing through me. Another thing I learned is that God is everything and I am not. Uh, Billy Graham was quoted as saying this, I am amazed that God could use me at all. I have no wisdom, power, or abilities that are not on loan from him. I remember after my first lecture, I thought, well, I told them everything I know. (laughs) And I finished 15 minutes early. (laughs) You've just gone through your entire repertoire. Uh, And everything. I just gave them everything I got, you know? Um, And I was just panicked, like, okay, next week, Lord, what's going to be next week? And he gave me a vision of a picture in my mind of a huge cave that had no end to it and in there was just filled with treasures and he goes come in every day and get all the treasures Mm -hmm. it's all available to you don't worry about it i'll supply it every week as as needed so that was a great assurance to me very important thing for me to learn was that life is about giving god glory it sounded so contradictory you know isn't life about you know getting ahead and being somebody no it isn't It's really about giving God glory. That is where you're going to find your greatest sense of self, your greatest sense of of joy and power. Billy Graham again said, I look forward to the day when I can see Jesus face to face and lay at his feet any honor that I receive because he deserves it all. Beautiful. Yeah. The ultimate motivations of true evangelism is the furtherance of God's glory. Self-promotion is out. Love that. I like that too. Also, God's word keeps me connected to him in a vital way. You know, the Christian life is daily. If, if in a marriage relationship, you didn't talk to each other for days, what kind of relationship is that? So by staying, listening to his word, and then you pour out your heart to him, you're connected. You're connected to him. And that's really important to me. And also God's word helps me to keep on growing and learning and going deeper in my relationship with him. There's no arriving in the Christian life, Bill. We are always to be going deeper in our understanding of who God is, of what the Bible is saying to us. 
and I can always go deeper in my surrender and my obedience to him. Beautiful. I love it. Bab, thank you so much for um, sharing, you know, the things you've learned about God and the things you've learned about yourself and how the the Bible has changed you. Do you have any challenge for our listeners today? We've only got about a minute left. I do. I would love to challenge everyone listening to this today that you would take time to study God's Word, to read God's Word, to share God's Word with others, starting in your family. Invite others to a neighborhood Bible study, a church study. Jeremiah 6.16 calls God's Word the ancient path we are to walk in, on that path for the best life as the Lord intends for us. So, you haven't started or you've, you're suffering from a little backsliding here with the reading and the study of God's Word, may you be encouraged today to take that step to get back into God's Word and you will be blessed. Again, Bev, it's where joy lives. It is. It's, it's in knowing Him and mm-hmm. being in His Word and surrendering and being obedient and letting the Holy Spirit lead, guide, and direct you. That's, that's where the, the joy is. That's the sweet spot. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you so much for coming into the studio and sharing uh, all this that you've shared. This has been quite wonderful and very vulnerable and very encouraging for all the listeners, including me. So thanks, Bev. Thanks, Bill. Yeah. Beverly Canaris has been my guest. That wraps up uh, hour one. We've got a great hour coming up. So we'll uh, take a short break and be back with lots more in just a minute. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.